Welcome, investigator. Evil is on the rise. Crime is escalating. Our mission is to eliminate the crime by exposing evil, examine why it manifests, and highlight the brave souls that confront it every day. Join us as we work together to bring justice to every victim. Welcome to All Things Crime. Here's your host, Jared Bradley. And so they had not consumed all of the sample. They had divided the filters. And so they had a section of the filter that hadn't been analyzed. And so we were able to package that up and send that to DPS, knowing that the private laboratory, which Orthrum Labs is the one that was able to process that evidence for us, the the NVAC filters. And so DPS was able to separate the bacterial DNA from and add enough male DNA that it was suitable to submit the inner endocodus. And so then we have another wait where we're watching the clock and waiting to see what CODIS is going to say. And, you know, I mean, every agency from Williamson County to Orthrum Labs to our the Texas Department of Public Safety, man, they were just, everyone seemed to be on their A game. We, you know, in, in within a matter of weeks, we got notified by them that we had a CODIS hit and it hit against a Texas vendor file. And so we're like, okay, what does that mean? You know, when are we going to know? And so then there's another process that has to, in order to get that result. And so they told us, you know, it could be anywhere from, you know, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks before we get the return from the offender file. And so then Fatty and I were like, okay, you're waiting again. And it's like every day, it's like, hey, have you heard anything? And, and bless our hearts. I mean, we were in it for to wait for a month we didn't have to wait a month i think they had us results in about two weeks if i my memory serves me correctly and we were given the suspect's name of gerald casey and you know it was we knew that if the suspect was still alive he would probably even if he was of driving age 18 19 20 you know we're looking at someone probably in their 60s 70s if not 80s and then when Detective Risk said that we'd actually executed him in 2002, it was like, well, you know, but the exciting part was that, you know, they were on the right track in 1979. They had him. He was a person of interest. And, you know, it, it's kind of like that hindsight. I think you mentioned it already. You know, hindsight's always 2020, where, you know, that that instinct and that, you know, that good police work. And then something detracts and, you know, we chase another avenue. But yeah, you know, and I have shared with with Detective Brisk, I have said it, you know, around here, you know, all my cases that I have worked and been a part of. And, you know, this is probably my proudest police work in my entire police career, you know, knowing that I had taken a shot at it, you know, in 07, I would have to wait that. 14 years to, to get another crack at it and then to be able to finally bring justice to a case, you know, that as we talked about happened when I was six years old was, you know, I mean, that that definitely was and is my my greatest accomplishment so far. Well, like I said, congratulations to both you guys and, and uh, Montgomery County, you know, Williamson County, everybody that was involved in that. So, Fantastic. I, when we first learned about it and that 
you know, our, our system was involved. I'm trying to think, I think what started happening was I started getting text messages because when the story actually broke, people started sending me texts and emails and stuff saying, you know, the news, the news is, uh, the impact all over the news in Texas and it, it helped solve this 43 year old case. And I was just like, ah, oh, and you know, that, that makes all of the things that we've gone through just absolutely worth it. And so, you know, being able to finally, you know, talk to you guys about this case. Yeah. It, it's, it just gives me chills, honestly, because when my dad invented the MVAC, you know, he, he initially invented it for, uh, you know, food safety, you know, detecting E. coli and things like that. And, but his, his mantra was always, you know, protect our, our most precious resources. And primarily when the E. coli outbreak in 93 happened, you know, the Jack in the box, uh, hamburger, that that's what really spurred the whole, you know, the whole process, the thought process of how, how do you collect a better sample? And that, that's kind of what pushed him to create the impact. And then that same mentality has carried over into forensics because who's more precious than our children? You know, Lisa Jackson, even though she died 43 years ago, 44 now, her and her family still deserve justice. And, you know, when, when you guys were able to, you know, finally solve that case and get the results and then trace it back to, uh, you know, Gerald Casey, I, I, you know, the, the pride and the excitement and the satisfaction that you guys feel, we feel that too. And the fact that our technology was able to, to be used in, in this, yeah, it's one of the proudest moments for us as well. And, you know, I, even though my dad passed away in 2009, I, I know he still hears about these kind of things and, uh, who knows, maybe he's met, you know, Lisa Jackson up there. So it's just one of those things that that thought process uh, and and just hearing about these kind of cases from, you know, the investigative experts like you guys just makes it all, all the pain that we've ever gone through makes it, makes it all worth it. So just hope you guys know that we are, we, we love working with investigators and law enforcement like you guys, because there's nobody that's more dedicated to finding justice for innocent victims than, than law enforcement. So, Well, the exciting yeah. news, because, you know, we had, we had demoed the MVAC machine, I think in early after the cold case unit came on 2009, somewhere 2010, 2011, you know, and, and we have put in our budget, you know, because we know the benefit of that technology. And as all things budgeting, you know, it's like you just you're asking for one more piece of equipment, the one more piece of equipment. And, you know, because of Lisa Jackson we now have our own MVAC machine. So we don't have to borrow, you know, we don't have to call in special favors and, and you know, and we have the money for lab testing. That's never been our, our problem. You know, it's just to the people that authorize budget, like, you know, I mean, county government, they have to justify that. And, you know, as it did hit the, hit the wire and um, they do see the benefit of that. And, you know, I'm sure Detective Risk can give you a number, but we still have cold cases to solve. You know, I mean, Lisa Jackson, has, since we've been around, has been our oldest. But there are other victims that we have that need justice. And, you know, we can't make the run to Williamson County every time Detective Risk gets to the next case to process this stuff. So now we have it here 
and we're going to be able to just keep plugging you away and and hopefully we can come on periodically and give you more amazing stories about you know other other victims that have finally been um, brought justice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm headed down there, I think, in a month. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's, it's like in February, I think, is when I'm coming down to train you guys. So, yeah, I'll be able to, um, uh, well, I'll be able to go to lunch and, and uh, share stories. It'll it'll be fun. Absolutely. So, yeah, once you guys get trained and you, you have that thing um, up and running, the, the cases will start falling like dominoes. So I'm excited to see it. We're ready. Awesome. Well, Detective uh, Risk, any uh, last thoughts about, you know, the future and, and or even this case? I just want to add that I was confident in Sergeant Rossi's ability to get this case solved using the MBAC. We did have a, a hard conversation about uh, getting to that point, but I just want to add that I was confident the whole time and let her know that even though she was very nervous, had full faith in the process, I knew we'd solve it. Where, where did you learn about the MBAC, by the way? Uh, I actually learned about it in a cold case class that I had taken. They had brought it up as a tool that we could use in our investigations and talked about the solve. I believe it was up north somewhere, getting a profile of a rock was used in it. A- that was one of the very first, that's probably Crystal Bezlanowicz, uh oh. up here in Utah. Yeah, that, that was a 1996 case, and it had been a cold case for 18 years. And uh, the murder weapon was a couple of river rocks, that granite in particular, and you know how, you know, rough and porous and sharp the edges are. So swabbing didn't yield much of anything on that one. So now was that Joe Kennedy that uh, was teaching that class by chance, or do you remember? I believe so. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was a NCIS uh, investigator. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You know what? I think I remember Joe called me and he said, Hey, I'm down here in Texas and, and talking to a lot of, uh, investigators down here. And so, uh, yeah, Joe is fantastic. His, his cold case classes are unreal. It was an excellent. Yeah. He's, he actually, uh, I, I interviewed him on all things crime. Boy, it was, uh, like a year ago or something. I I've known him for years. We first met, uh, we were part of the ASOC, which is like the uh, American investigative cold case societies. I, Anyway, I can't remember what the uh, acronym stands for, but he kind of set up the cold case unit for NCIS. So, right. yeah, fantastic guy. Anyway, his his classes are awesome, but there's you know there's a number of other people that are out there, not just from you know getting the word out, but they're actually actively you know teaching investigators what this system can do. And you know, it's not the it's not the golden you know magic bullet, but uh, it certainly enables people to look at cases that uh, you weren't able to solve before. And so, you know, sometimes it's just that one little piece that's missing. And, you know, obviously for uh, Lisa, that's um, that's what it was. So, right. All right. Well, Kelly, anything, uh, anything else you want to add? No, I just, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on your podcast and, and to talk about this case. I really, you know, it's always good to share success stories and, you know, really just leave the audience with the, I mean, especially other crime scene investigators and crime scene units and, and cold case detectives that, you know, I mean, there there is no time frame to give up. You know, there's 
I mean, 43 years is, I've never heard of that. But, you know, I mean, if, if, if we can do it under the storage conditions that, that we had back then, every case is worth a shot. And, and just knowing what tools you have in your toolbox and using those tools. And, you know, if you don't have a, the technology, like having an MVEC machine, there are agencies that do. And so it's finding those agencies and reaching out to you and saying, who in my area has this? There's labs that have it. You can send your evidence to those labs and they can process. So, you know, it's it just knowing that however old the case is, there's, there's still hope. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So the record, it was 39 years for a long time. Uh, that was another Salt Lake City case. But then upstate New York actually has the record right now. It's 56 years. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Uh, evidence that's been, been just being stored. And I'm sure over the years that, that case, just like, just like Lisa's case, was, um, you know, you, you pull it out once in a while, you know, when you hear about some kind of a new technique or new technology and you pull it out and you say, hey, let, you know, let's give it a try. And then, you know, if it doesn't work, then you put it back on the shelf and you wait for the next you know, the next uh, break, but yeah, 56 years, crazy being able to get, I'm pretty sure it was, um, a, you know, a rape homicide like, and like, you know, Lisa's case and they were able to pull DNA off of the clothing as well. So it seems that that clothing, uh, even, even like you said, you know, mold is usually a, a problem, but again, whoever creates some of those lab processes to be able to, to separate, you know, bacterial DNA and mold and, you know, that's usually an inhibitor crazy what what they can do in the lab now so you know but one of the missing pieces was being able to actually pull that dna evidence off of the or you know the dna material off of the evidence so that's really where the mvac is uh is is making a dent so love it absolutely love it guys so hey we'll um uh, we'll we'll definitely get together in in a couple of weeks or you know when i head down there and really looking forward to it but i i can't tell you how much i appreciate coming on the the podcast and i'm sure the audience is just going to absolutely love it so thank you welcome all right guys you have a uh, great day and um keep hammering out those uh, cold cases we'll do okay thanks we'll talk to you later bye bye thanks for joining us your attention today brings us one step closer to exposing and eliminating the evil that brings crime to our communities hit subscribe and share this episode Together, we will bring justice to every victim.